0: Today we're going to be talking about, should Christians celebrate Christmas? And this has been something we haven't really dug into super deeply over the last, I don't know, a few years. We've mentioned at times, like, we don't celebrate Christmas, or we do Christmas differently, or we don't do this, we do do that. But we haven't really talked it out totally. So today we're going to be doing that. We're going to be talking about our personal history with Christmas. So this is Elisha's in my experience. Why we don't currently celebrate like most people might expect us to and what we do instead. We're going to be talking about some encouragement if a spouse believes Christmas is pagan and one spouse really loves the tradition. And we're going to be talking about family pressures and what should be at the center of of Christmas, more than Jesus's birth. So,
1: Whoa. <laughs> throw
0: that in there. We're going to be talking about these all in order, but or in that order. But those are some of the things we're going to be talking about in today's episode.
1: But before we jump in, I want to take this minute to read one of the reviews that we recently received from one of you kind listeners. Uh, I'm so grateful for all of the reviews. I wish I could just read through all of them to you because each one of them means so much to me. But I just saw this one today, and it was the most recent review, and so I thought I would read this review from Stephanie. Stephanie says, Thank you for your vulnerability in sharing your life through this podcast. I can't adequately describe how much your podcast encourages me. I grew up in a Christian home that didn't talk about faith much, so this podcast inspires me to talk to myself About the important things in life and what Scripture has to say. I'm a single mom of a four year old daughter, and I have a huge desire to see her grow up with an understanding of biblical womanhood, family roles, and to know who she is in Christ. I'm eternally grateful for your ministry in my life and in my home. Wow, Stephanie. That is humbling and to I hear. I
0: love your heart for your daughter. That's so encouraging for me to hear.
1: Yes. I mean, I, I again, just hearing other people that have a desire to see their children grow up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord encourages us and inspires us. So thank you for your kind words and for encouraging us.
0: Yes. Thank you so much.
1: Hey. Coming into the holiday season.
0: We are. We're trying to figure out holidays. I know a lot of us are trying to navigate holidays now, too, with new um,
1: restrictions. New restrictions, depending on
0: state by state, how it's going to go. So that's going to be interesting this year.
1: The whole season, I feel like, is just going to be interesting this year. Because, I mean, we can't, we'll say it again 2020 has been so wacky, but, you know, it's going to be that much more wacky during the holiday season. So, I'm interested to see how it plays out with our families and our friends' families. Yeah, I'm excited, though.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Before we dive into this uh, Christmas episode, too, I just want to say, obviously, Elisha and I are really young. We fully retain the right to be led in a different direction by the <laughs> Lord. <laughs> uh. I, today, I guess we're we're titling this, Should Christians Celebrate Christmas? But, but But this isn't actually to say, should you celebrate it? Should you not? How you should? Yeah we're kind of explaining how we got to where we are currently at. Mm. And that's not to say this will never change.
1: Yeah, I think that I find the most conviction about my stance on Christmas when I realize how little conviction I have on my stance about regarding Christmas. And so <laughs> the, my, my lack of uh, definitive stance on it might be the thing that drives some people the most crazy.
0: <laughs> I know as I was writing down notes on this this morning, I was thinking, I wonder if just no one's going to appreciate what we have to say because we aren't going to draw too many hard lines here. But I I think it's going to be a good conversation.
1: Yeah, it's obviously Katie and I have this conversation every year when Christmas Mm -hmm. rolls around and it's, we always approach it from a pretty open mindset. I think we're open-minded regarding it. We go to the scripture, we talk Mm -hmm. to different mentors of ours and we see what different people are doing and how they're handling the holiday. And, um, And so that's kind of what's brought us to where we're at this year and um, and Katie and I are both going to kind of share about our upbringing around Christmas and how there's some similarities to how we are brought up. and then there are some discrepancies to be to be sure. Um, so do you want to start, Katie?
0: Yeah, sure. So I grew up with a father that didn't celebrate Christmas at, at all
1: mm-hmm. in
0: his family. And basically, I'm not going to go into why some Christians don't celebrate Christmas. Um, uh, I mean, I could say they consider it celebrating a pagan tradition Mm -hmm. or participating in something that had pagan roots Mm -hmm. and we aren't going to dive into all of that right now if this comes like I know some Christians are like what there are Christians out there that don't celebrate Christ's birth Mm -hmm. you know it just seems mind-blowing but um, I think there's actually quite a few people that don't for one reason or another Mm -hmm. surrounding this whole paganism thing Mm -hmm. so I mean you can google that we aren't going to get into it but that was kind of textbook I guess there's different theories on it but why my dad as a child grew up not celebrating Mm -hmm. and then he had pretty strong convictions about it when I was being raised as well Mm -hmm. and so I grew up not celebrating Christmas and my mom on the other hand loved the Christmas traditions Mm -hmm. and her family went all out like they did this nativity scene every year where they played their instruments they set it up in their front yard and my mom's one of 12 siblings And so they would do this Christmas nativity in Fullerton, California. A lot of people actually will run into my mom and remember the nativity.
1: Right. In in Fullerton. In
0: Fullerton. Which is saying a lot because Fullerton, there's a lot of people in that city. But they would shut down the whole block. Uh, The police would show up. And then my mom and her family would perform with their instruments. And they had live animals. And it was in the paper every year. And it was just this really huge thing. Right. So they would sing in churches, my mom and her family, and the Christmas memories with her family were probably some of her best memories growing Mm -hmm. up. So that's kind of like how they got married, I guess, and I was raised in the middle of that. Wow.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's interesting.
0: Yeah, but I'm going to get a little bit more into that, but what, how did you grow up?
1: Yeah, we, my dad, I think, probably read some, some of the same books that your dad read regarding uh, some of the you know pagan roots of christmas or alleged pagan roots again we're not here to talk about that but i know that those are the things that brought my dad to a place when i was really young to not celebrating christmas um when he when he was kind of listening to some of these different teachings and so when i was very young we did not celebrate christmas but it was the same type of thing where we as a family were not celebrating christmas but we had our cousins that did um, some cousins, some cousins, were likewise, were even more serious about not celebrating Christmas than we were. And these were all Christian people. I think that's something that, you know, I always feel like I need to emphasize is that people, especially people in the Christian community, if they hear somebody doesn't celebrate Christmas, a lot of people's initial thought is that it's because they don't believe in the birth of Christ. Yeah, And that was not at all why my why my parents did not celebrate Christmas for a season. Uh, and then as time went on, uh, basically my dad just lined up on his conviction regarding the the roots of Christmas and decided that he didn't want to die on that hill. And some family relationships were becoming uh, kind of strained because of his hard stance on Christmas. And when he kind of went back to looking at some of the things he was reading, he thought, you know what, whether or not this is true, I can't, you know, there's not a ton of definitive, I guess, research done to lead me in one direction or the other. And so I'm going to choose my family relationship over this. And so that's kind of how we started lightheartedly celebrating Christmas. We never got really into it. Sometimes we would get a Christmas tree. Sometimes we wouldn't. And then as years went on, we started performing music as a family band. We kind of did what... Katie's mommy's family did and we started going and playing Christmas concerts at various churches We would participate in Christmas pageants as the live music if different churches were putting on Christmas pageants Uh, And so it kind of became a tradition and to this day With the exception of 2020 we've performed Christmas concerts, I guess for the last 10 or 12 years
0: Yeah, it's been pretty incredible the ministry that your family's had that way And I want to say this because because we aren't diving into this whole uh paganism tangent. Mm-hmm. I don't want to treat it lightly to those who are listening that really feel strongly about this. Yeah. Um because obviously I grew up feeling very strongly about this and a lot of you have actually messaged me on Instagram saying maybe your husband feels very strongly about this and you grew up in a home that celebrated Christmas and you're trying to figure out what to do with your kids. And so I just I think a perspective that my parents had that I watched, this was never a conflict in their marriage, at least by the time it came around to me being aware. And and so I just wanted to share a little bit of maybe some encouragement or some thoughts if you aren't aligning on this. Um, James 4.17 says, To him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is a sin. Hmm. And I think if someone is going to... like you want to honor your spouse in this. If they have a conviction Mm -hmm. on this, you don't want to make them feel like they should go against their conscience. Mm -hmm. If, if you know, it's not, that doesn't mean there's no conversation to be had, right? But you don't want them getting used to doing that or feeling that way, because that's going to come with a feeling of guilt Mm. and a feeling of, they aren't doing what they feel the Lord is calling them to Mm. and what they believe. And so, Again, not the, this doesn't mean it's not an ongoing conversation, but I would say honor their conviction and only celebrate in the way that they are comfortable with celebrating or not celebrating. Uh, 1 Corinthians 8.13 says, Wherefore, if meat make my brother to offend, I will eat to flesh. Wait, <clears throat> this is my writing. I think I might have written this down wrong. Wherefore, if meat make my brother to offend, I will not eat flesh while the world standeth, lest I make my brother too offend." It. Mm-hmm. So it's basically just like, the cool thing is, is is Christmas and how we are to celebrate it or not to celebrate it is not in the Bible. Mm-hmm. A lot of this is uh, Christianity tradition, mm-hmm. and, or a lot of it is just straight up tradition mm-hmm. of, of one kind or another, mm-hmm. secular or Christian. And so I thought it was really beautiful to see my parents where my mom really honored my dad In these convictions, whether or not they were her convictions, Mm. she just totally supported him and uh, that we were not going to participate in, you know, the typical, you know, we didn't have a tree, we didn't have presents, we didn't have Santa, we didn't Mm. have stockings. And my dad, on the other hand, was very... I feel like he lived with my mom, according to knowledge, like it says in the Bible, where we didn't just stare at the wall in kumbaya for Christmas and like mm-hmm. act like nothing was going on. He didn't right. take away all those memories. Instead, we always drove all the way down to California. We drove, you know, 17 hours away and we would spend that time with my mom's family. Mm-hmm. And my dad was very gracious and you know, they had a tree, they talked Santa Claus, <laughs> they did a white elephant. And it was just like, okay, we're going to have this be an awesome time of family memories. We aren't going to be downers on the party. And and that was kind of a way that they worked it out to still have really good memories and not necessarily have any of our own family traditions. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That makes sense. And all the things you just said, Katie, are so good. I mean, I feel like that's such an ingredient for a healthy marriage and that's being sensitive to the convictions of your spouse, even if you don't hold those same convictions. And I know we're talking about Christmas on this one, but that can carry over into so many different areas of life. And I think you've exemplified that in a big way in our marriage you've exemplified it far better than I have. I think you've been really sensitive to my convictions and I've not been very sensitive to your convictions, but I feel like we're growing. Oh, in those things. I
0: feel like you have. <laughs> I definitely feel like you have. For instance, when Elisha and I got married, this was a very big conversation we had before we got married. Mm -hmm. And I told him, just so you know, I am not comfortable celebrating Christmas in any way. Mm -hmm. I know that your family does. We could talk about this. Like, this can be a continued conversation. But as of now, like, you have to commit basically to not making me celebrate this because I would feel guilty. Right. Because of the way I'd grown up.
1: Yeah, I made a lot of commitments like that leading up to our, to our wedding day, and I'm not going to admit <laughs> as to where my head was at and why I was making those commitments, but I, I made them nonetheless.
0: Well, you fell to them. So before we talk about traditions and what Elisha and I currently do for Christmas and kind of dive into some of that stuff, I want to say this because I've gotten a lot of response for this, and I think that if you celebrate Christmas in a different way than, say, relatives, Celebrate Christmas, say you'd decide to opt out of Santa Claus, mm-hmm. and people start making you feel bad for that. I want to say this from someone who celebrated Christmas with zero of all the Christmas trappings, right? No right. tree, no presents, no Santa, no stockings, none mm-hmm. of the things that kids live for, right? If you choose something different for Christmas, your child's happy childhood memories have nothing to do with whether you do what everyone else does or not. Mm-hmm it literally doesn't yeah i had the best childhood i could ever have imagined i never felt bummed out at christmas and you choosing like your your child's happy childhood is not based on on what other people say is going to make it happy or not
1: yeah that is it's so hard to parent sometimes when you look back and your favorite memories are from a specific thing and so therefore you assume that your child will feel uh the deprivation of those things if they're not in their life mm-hmm. and that's not the case all the time there you can substitute those memories with different memories that they'll love maybe even more than you love your memories and i think this is such a common thing when i look back and say or oh, my kids I'll catch myself saying my kids need to do this because i loved it but i'm thinking oh i guess there's a bunch of other things they could do instead of that so maybe they'll do it maybe they won't but I think that we can be more creative in how we create memories for our children
0: well I love how you said we can do something instead of that you do have to fill the gap Mm -hmm. and it just takes like attitude heart intentionality I think these are so much more important than what's actually done just and this is just my experience growing up this is not my experience as a pro parent you know my child's three who knows what they're going to say when they're an adult but this was my experience growing up like we didn't go to school dances we didn't eat sugar we dressed different we didn't do any school sports we had early bedtimes we didn't have a tv in our home like mm-hmm. this is how i grew up and i seriously have such happy memories but at the same time like we skied for six weeks in talk tahoe with my family mm-hmm. every year uh, we played pickup soccer every weekend. Mm-hmm. We went mountain biking. I got more birthday presents than anyone I knew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to go travel with my dad. Mm-hmm. Like, my parents were so good at filling those times intentionally so we weren't just sitting there being like everyone else is having a good time and i'm just right. here with these awful parents who won't let me have any fun
1: yeah my are my parents i don't think katie's parents either were anti-fun or anti just children playing and being lighthearted and having great childhood memories that's not at all where any of these i think traditions came from or the or the you know not celebrating certain traditions didn't come from that attitude our parents they weren't grinches so to speak Just having a bad attitude regarding people having fun. Um, And when Katie says that they didn't eat sugar growing up, she's being very literal. (laughs) And if I've shared this story before, then you're welcome. I'll share it again because (laughs) it blows my mind so much. For one of their birthday parties, they had a pinata and Katie's mom stuffed it with bell peppers and carrots.
0: this is such a lie. Elisha.
1: That's a true story. This is how
0: Elisha's brain works. He has like, he, the way he plays back history is totally untrue. Bell peppers, they would be so soggy coming out of a pinata. Not really. It was peanuts. And I forget what else she had in there, but it was not bell peppers. Like chewable
1: vitamin C's. Maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Chewable vitamin C's. That's not a bell pepper, honey.
1: That's, <laughs> I don't know. I heard the story differently. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, were you even there? I wasn't there. Yeah, this is second or third hand, and I like my version better. So <laughs>
0: Yeah, you guys, this is from Elisha's friends. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, so I would just encourage you, don't feel bad for choosing to do whatever's best for your family during this season. Really don't feel bad for it. So we're going to talk about how we celebrate. Mm-hmm. Currently. Network yeah. Currently, um, or, or don't. So yeah. again, when we got married, I told Elisha I didn't want to celebrate Christmas at all, right. Like, oh, yeah, we could do the Christmas concerts. We can hang out with your family. But
1: as for like us in our house, yes, yes, I think, and I think that that's something that we probably haven't established that clearly. We are not opposed to being around Christmas traditions, no, to being in, in people's homes grinches. that celebrate Christmas. No, just like if you were to come to our house during the holiday season, you will most likely not see a Christmas tree. Or Christmas decorations. Although you're kind of getting soft on the Christmas decorations. (laughs) You're starting to want those.
0: It's true. I've decorated one year. Um, Okay. So I think once you have kids, then you really start thinking. This is why this is a conversation every year. You start thinking more about family traditions. Mm -hmm. So Elisha is kind of just a holiday downer a little bit whoa
1: okay <laughs> you didn't say you're i didn't even know you thought that of me
0: okay this is what i should say you know what i'm talking about i've had to make you excited about birthdays and holidays
1: mm.
0: i like holidays and you're that's just true. like i could take them or leave them. that's a good point I don't care.
1: you know regarding christmas my first entrepreneurial endeavor was selling christmas trees in southern california i harvested them up in in washington state and then trucked them down to southern california and set up a couple christmas tree lots and that always by the end of that season we would set up before thanksgiving and sell from you know black friday through christmas eve and that always put me in such a bad mood by christmas day and so i think that, that has and i did that for six years of my young adult life and so i think that has affected my current stance on christmas
0: yeah because anyways i'll tell you guys in a minute but so we don't do something both elisha and i felt really hard and fast on i didn't do for instance, all the research that my dad or grandpa did growing up to see how they came to their conclusions. I read a couple of books when I was like 12 and then I haven't done any research on should you or shouldn't you until probably this podcast. <laughs> so, but something that Elisha and I were both very confident on is regardless of how Christmas looked in our home, we didn't want to do Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of reasons for this one. We didn't want to lie to our kids because we do want them to trust us. Mm-hmm. And I think it can be confusing to children because it almost makes it seem like everything about Christmas is a fairy tale. Like if, if you do tell your kids, okay, this is fake. And we're telling them about Santa Claus bringing them presents or we're telling them about Jesus being born. And we're telling them about wise men. And like, it just kind of seems like a bunch of Christmas stories hmm. and little kids are pretty black and white and, and, I think it just becomes very confusing. Yeah. Like all the tradition and fake stuff mixed in with the very real incredible story Yeah, of of Jesus's birth. It's all kind of just fairy tales.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, Katie. I hadn't thought of it like that, but I think you, you are right because it has become so convoluted. In our culture with the commercialization of Christmas and what Madison Avenue did with creating Santa Claus and like I said, just making a merchandise out of the birth of Christ. It's easy for those stories to kind of start crossing hairs in your brain you start, mm-hmm. you, and start know your brain starts crossing wires, crossing hairs. What? Crossing I,
0: don't... I think you want the crosshairs like of a gun, you know, they line up yeah, on you, the target. Yeah, and... you
1: want it on, on Christ, right? Yes.
0: And then we don't do presents. Uh, we have huge families and I know a lot of you guys have huge families too. And you pull off the whole present thing. This for our house is just a stress. It's, it's not actually fun to give in this way for me. I feel like it's very forced giving. It becomes very obligatory. And I also think that it can create not for all kids, but it can create like this expectation or this entitlement mindset and not this one of thankfulness. Hmm and gratitude. Yeah. So this is just something we've chosen to opt out of completely.
1: Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not too disappointed about that.
0: No. (laughs) And so growing (laughs) up the way this worked, my parents gave us, did they love to give us gifts? Yes. Like, do we want to give our kids gifts? Yes. Uh, but for me growing up, There were a lot of us and we would always have big birthdays and we would just get all the gifts that we would get all year on our birthday. And it was super fun and we got to feel super special as the individual child instead of everyone getting gifts. Hmm. And so my parents just kind of put the gift money towards that instead of spreading it out all year round. Hmm. And so I had no problem giving up gifts at Christmas. Yeah. Because I knew like, oh, well, well, my birthday was in January. So yeah. I knew all oh, right around the corner. I'm going to get right. a lot of gifts.
1: Yeah, you didn't have an entitlement attitude during Christmas season. Just, <laughs> just during your that. birthday week, right? I did, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I've never felt entitled. I feel that way all the time and it's ridiculous. I catch myself in that. Anyway, so uh, I think that's what we're going to do for our kids mm-hmm. too. Like we want to give good things to our kids. This isn't like we want to zap all the fun out of their lives. Mm-mm. It's just not... We aren't buying gifts for everyone at Christmas time. Yep. It just eliminates stress and and headache during that time for us. Yep.
1: And once again, we do always, if we're going to a family gathering, last year we were in, in California for Katie's mother's side of the family's Christmas gathering. And they did a big white elephant gift exchange. And we participated and it was a blast. We had so much fun with that. And we get into it for sure. And then uh, sometimes at my family's house, we'll do like a gift exchange. And it's not like we're bystanders when that's taking place in the family gatherings. No, we
0: don't have any like conviction against giving someone a present. Like The Bible says we should be givers and give out a heart of gratitude. I will say this. Elisha and I get so stressed out just buying the one secret Santa gift for the person that we're supposed to buy for in his family.
1: (laughs) You know the five love languages? One of them is like giving gifts or something, or it's gifts. Yeah. Uh, That is like an anti-love language for me. Uh, For whatever reason, it does not inspire feelings of love in me that much when I receive gifts or when I give them, I get stressed out when somebody gives me something and I get stressed out trying to give somebody a gift. <laughs> uh,
0: we're both that way. So we might be a little, uh, well, I shouldn't say this. I love buying like well thought out gifts, but around Christmas time, I feel like I'm just trying to get something to get mm-hmm, a gift. Mm-hmm. And so that's when it kind of stresses me out. Yeah. Cause there's like this deadline on it. Anyways. Okay. And then we don't do a tree. This isn't something I currently address. I actually brought it up this year. I was like, Hey, what do you think about me doing like a little more research on the tree, (laughs) like having a tree and you just didn't want one. Why didn't you want one?
1: Yeah. Again, I've heard the rumblings of the root or I guess whatever this, the symbolization of the Christmas tree so it's that coupled with the fact that i did sell christmas trees for six years which i mean again that's like the biggest hypocritical thing ever Did you like think these things are a sin to have in your home and you go sell them to people <laughs> like here's your tree have fun we in hell think it's uh, a <laughs> <should appear. laughs> okay, no guys, i do not think that, that at all so that's flippantly. that's i shouldn't even joke like that should i cut that out <laughs> no you okay. should keep it in it's funny uh, Don't take it personally, you guys. Yes. We-, I, we I have no issue with people having a Christmas tree. I've, I genuinely, just from a personal standpoint, got so sick and tired of Christmas trees because I sold them. I literally sold probably like 18,000 Christmas trees or more, probably like 30,000 Christmas trees over a six-year period. And so I just got really tired of handling Christmas trees.
0: Yeah. So I'm the one that comes in with this like kind of faint hanging of like maybe there's conviction behind this and I should just like has ptsd from christmas trees so i don't know we'll see how that goes in the future i have decorated um for winter Mm -hmm. like we say like you know i've totally decorated uh what we do tradition wise what do we do tradition wise
1: for for Christmas? Yeah, I thought that's what we were just talking about.
0: Well, we were saying what we don't do.
1: Oh, what do we do? Okay. Well, yeah, I guess up until this point, we've done those Christmas concerts with my family. Yes, that's always been enjoyable. And then we've spent Christmas Day either with my family or with your mother's side of the family in California.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, and grandparents, your um, our kids' grandparents give them stockings and yep. stuff, and. Yep. We do the secret sand exchange and Mm -hmm. we kind of just do whatever's on the menu for those people Mm -hmm. that we're hanging out with. Um, but okay. One question I got was, okay, so do you ignore Jesus? So there's kind of, there's so many different conversations I had last week, I guess. And we're kind of trying to touch on all of them, which is probably going to make this really confusing. Mm -hmm. But one was, one was people, um, you know, dealing with the, the roots of Christmas Mm -hmm. that they had issue with. Which I can relate to, and then the other one is okay. This is a incredible time to be a Christian mm-hmm. and to be a light for Christ, and we should be celebrating Jesus and what he came, his birth. Mm-hmm. And so, what about Jesus? Like, hmm. how are you just ignoring him? What are you teaching your kids? Mm-hmm. And there was that pressure sure. there too. Yeah. So. We never want to miss out on an opportunity to share with our children about Jesus.
1: Yeah, ever. absolutely. That's that's 100% the truth. And I, I think that my, my dad, even during the seasons that we weren't celebrating Christmas, never stopped preaching Christ. You know, life is virgin birth, life, perfect life, his death on the cross, his resurrection, and his reigning for eternity. And I think that that was the complete message that my dad communicated in our home in his, you know, layman terms, like what we're doing as well. You know, my dad was not a theologian. I'm far from a theologian. And yet my dad communicated that to me and my my siblings. And I hope to be able to do the same thing with my children uh, all year round. And this can be an awesome opportunity because it is so emphasized in culture. To really dive into, okay, what, why was it? Why is it so necessary that Jesus was born of a virgin, and why is it that, why, can, we, do we, can we believe that? What is the historicity behind that? Is that something that is declared, and is it an integral part of our Christian faith? And so, by all means, take advantage of the season to dig into some of the more challenging questions regarding the birth of Christ and and the circumstances around that. Uh, so, yes, we are we are advocates of that.
0: Absolutely. And we always, I mean, regardless of when you think Jesus was born, I actually had probably six of you message me exact dates of when you thought Jesus was born and they were all different. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought that was funny. I told Elisha, I was like, some of them were in spring and some of them were in fall and none of them are December 25th, but they were all over the map. <laughs> and I think it's just a great time. It doesn't matter when Jesus is born. We can always talk about his birth. And like Elisha said, this is an awesome time because it's naturally coming up. Mm. I love, we've mentioned Deuteronomy 6, 7, and again, Deuteronomy 11, 19, where it says we're supposed to teach our children these things as we walk by the way and as we stand up and mm-hmm. as we go to sleep. But Jesus's birth is only wonderful because of the whole gospel. Mm. And I think sometimes we can just focus on Jesus's birth, but his birth was given meaning because his life and his death mm-hmm. and what he's done for us the whole world accepts Jesus's birth you know department stores I worked in Macy's one year over Christmas and you know you're hearing these oh holy night and you're hear- hearing these flat-out songs about Jesus's birth the whole world will accept that but they won't accept we won't accept our sin or a need for a savior mm-hmm. or Jesus being the only way to heaven or mm-hmm. unity with God. And so we want to make sure that our children understand the whole gospel at this time
1: mm-hmm.
0: and why Jesus's birth was even important. And as they get older, we do want to teach them why the whole world knows of Jesus and how prophecy foretold his coming mm-hmm. and why he came mm-hmm. in the first place. So I guess if there's one thing I would really encourage every family that is a Christian during this time. And I think this is something my parents did do really well is hyper-focus on the gospel, the whole gospel, not just Jesus's birth.
1: Mm, Yeah. I would say the same thing. And again, we're coming at this from a standpoint of definitely, I think aspiring to do this in our own home and in our own hearts and in the communities that we're around. And we never want to miss out on an opportunity to preach Christ, but we do want to preach the full. And again, I know, you know, you take what you can get sometimes when it comes to the opportunity to preach Christ. But our goal is to be able to preach the Christ, you know, death, burial, and resurrection, his life, death, burial, and resurrection, and how he is the way, the truth, and the life. Um, and like Katie said, the birth of Jesus Christ is just kind of a historically accepted fact. The circumstances around it and why he came and the purpose of his coming is what we, we want to discuss and is what we want to, I guess, you know, talk to our children about and teach them.
0: And we don't really believe this is necessary to do it one way. Uh, If it's an advent calendar, if it's a daily devotional, like those things stress me out. Again, we're usually doing like the concerts and a lot of travel during December. We always have. And so like, I don't know how this is going to look for our family. And I just don't think it's healthy to put undue pressure on yourself to like have teaching your kids have to look a certain way and Mm. you might get pressure from I mean I know I've gotten pressure from different uh Christian people that I've gone to church with like you aren't doing an advent calendar you know you're missing out on this incredible opportunity but I think that we're called to teach our children in the ways that work for our household and it might look different family to family Mm. as long as we're taking them back to the bible that's what's important Mm. I think a lot of Christians put pressure on other Christians to celebrate Christmas a specific way. And again, Christmas is not in the Bible. And so therefore it's optional.
1: Yeah. The birth of Christ is in the Bible, but 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 a, a way to celebrate it is not right. Yes.
0: And so I would just encourage all you guys to be, really in tune to how God is leading you and your family, Elisha and I, that's our heart. And that's even our heart in sharing all these things. Just know this, whether you agree or disagree with where we're at right now, we do want to be in tune to how God is leading and how he's going to convict us moving forward.
1: Yeah. Like I would not be surprised if our stance is, is reshaped next year one way or the other. That's how I am holding this. And I know I do, like I said, many of the people that I respect and follow and read are very serious about the Advent season And Mm -hmm. so I think that there's probably a lot that I need to learn regarding that and why they've taken it so seriously. And still, there are some people that I really respect and read that don't celebrate Christmas at all. They won't touch it. And so I know that there's a lot for me to learn and read and study regarding this. And so I I expect my stance on it to change over time.
0: Yeah, I can't even really say if if we have a stance. Yeah, This is just currently how we feel... um, I guess I would say like God leading us now, like what we're comfortable with doing, what we're not comfortable with doing. Mm -hmm. And, and we're just moving forward like that, knowing that our salvation is not based on how we celebrate this day, but we do want to be in tune to how the Lord would be most glorified Mm -hmm. through our lives and how we live that out. And like Elisha said, We both know Christians who celebrate Christmas down to every last traditional detail with the elf on the shelf and the Santa Claus and, and the Christmas movies and like everything you can possibly think of tradition wise, Mm -hmm. they have it. And we also know Christians who do not, will not uh, do anything. Right. They will not touch it for Christmas. And both of these Christians, all of these Christians that I'm thinking of that are coming to mind now, both desire to honor God with their whole hearts Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes we can major on the minors here Mm -hmm. and really judge a family on how they do or do not do Christmas and I would just hope that all of us would have grace for other family members that don't see Christmas in the same light that we do and be confident in just leading our families not for the pressure of culture, not for the pressure of grandparents that want it to happen a certain way, but just really praying and being prayerful of how do we be a light? How do we focus on Christ during this time? How do we teach our children and how can we best honor him?
1: Hmm. Yeah. Amen. I couldn't, I couldn't say it any better. I don't think I'm not even going to try. That was so well said. I think that is where my heart's at now. And, uh, that's probably what we would want to communicate through even talking about it.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not, I think you should do what we do or don't do mm-hmm. what we do because like we said, it's not like we feel that so, strongly about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, we feel strongly enough to do what we're doing and not right. do what we're not doing, mm-hmm. but it's not because we think it's necessarily right. It's what we feel.
1: It's just right for us. It's right, right, right for us right now. Yeah. Right on. Well, is that it, Katie? Those are all your points. <laughs> you closed your notebook
0: we're were just waiting to get through all my points no
1: i just wanted to make sure i wasn't cutting you off
0: no that was good
1: i really appreciated all your points so with that said we will say farewell happy holidays to you all and i mean it's just the beginning of the holiday season so we'll probably say that to you again before the holiday season ends but we'll just say goodnight to you right now Bye. bye bye